Welcome to this exciting episode of Sparkast. We are going to be looking at something interesting here. I'm your host, Sean. Charlie. And Thomas. And together we are... Sparkcast. Sparkcast. We are going to be looking at the first coloring book for the Transformers that was ever published. Accordingly, this is proven because the U.S. Copyright Office states that this book was published March 30th, 1984, which means it even came out before the comic book series and the first TV episode. So this is the definitive canon, right? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> all the other sources got ruined as if it were some kind of game of telephone. This is going to have all the accurate information we need, the definitive origin of Sabertron. <laughs> it didn't air till September, so that's... That's six. That's almost six months before the episode premiered. People would be having these storybooks in, so that when the cartoon premieres or the toys hit the shelves, they're like, "Oh yeah, we know what that is." It's weird because they're like counting on to be a smash hit. They're like, "Okay, we let's get the toys ready. Let's just have them in the stores." So people are like, "Oh, it's Transformers," and then we play the show. Then everybody will come back in here, just rush in and buy them all. <laughs> That's a weird strategy. <laughs> if it lists actual dates that toys were, I guess, quote unquote, published, all I know is they were made in 1984. So I don't know if you can ever tell what year a toy came out. To read along with us on this podcast or to read the book before we look at it, you can go to camphortree.net slash tf slash books. That's camp h-o-r tree. Let's look at the cover first, because this is a big, it was, an, I think it was an oversized coloring book, so it was slightly bigger than normal. Supersized. 33 pages, which means it's like 20, because they're going to be front and back. Supersized coloring activity book, and it's so early in the publishing schedule, the art is just what will be the packaging art for the Transformers. That's it. They didn't even have art for the cover yet from any other source. And they didn't feel apparently like just copying one of the one of the pages inside and making that a cover, <laughs> like one or two of the other things we've seen. That does not look like Optimus. <laughs> <laughs> does that look like Starscream? Barely. They got the colors right, kind of. Well, you can see, uh, what is it, Soundwave up there with his tiny legs, and yeah, I do see Ravage right. Cassette in the distance. Two of them, I guess. The others. I think it's still. I know there is no second. I think it's just the, I don't know, motion. They're drawing them going through different positions. Because you can see in the back, like Starscream's transformation happening before he appears in his full transform mode. So I think it's just just slowly moving. And Laserbeak also transforming with the little lines. So it almost looks like he transforms into a jet and then into a cassette. Yeah, I see laser beak in two places. Bumblebee with his weird hood feet. But yeah, I've seen this image all the time. They've used this a lot in the for the art books they've published of this too, so that you know you're getting the early art from the 80s on it. So 
Before we begin, though, I'm going to talk briefly about the writer. The writer of this book, the first one, is Susan Wayne, who is a writer for science fiction and fantasy novels for children. She actually wrote two of the sticker books that we've reviewed here before, the one where Optimus Prime gets knocked unconscious and has a dream, going back to Cybertron where it's overrun by Decepticons, and then you find out it's a dream. That's the twist. And then the other one, the Revenge of the Decepticons, where they were trying to figure out who stole the oil canisters. And then there was a big battle at the end, if you guys remember those. I remember the second one. I do not remember that first one at all. <laughs> who stole the oil canisters? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, oh, Ravage did it. But then we're like, wait, how did he carry all of them out of there? He's just a, like a small, small animal creature. So she wrote the Barcode Tattoo Novel Trilogy along with original Little Mermaid, Rescue Rangers, Barbie, and Scooby-Doo storybooks. Some novelizations, such as Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, the Scooby-Doo 1 and 2 live-action movies, and even Snow White. Has also written for children's series No Way Ballet, Sitting Pretty, and Babysitter's Club, along with the recent Haunted Museum and Forever Angel series, which she created. Wow, what a job. I want to write this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> write some babysitters club some my little pony what's that other stuff <laughs> yeah just a lot it all sounded stuff. fun indiana jones i could write that <laughs> i mean she has been some of the stuff she's done is as late as 2015 yeah the forever angel series is in the 20 teens what is this the haunted museum she did series that one or the haunted museum is what i meant yeah okay. i don't know if she created that one or not like, uh, they he did some to... kind of work on it, so yeah, she was still doing stuff. It doesn't specify whether or not she created those series, too, or just wrote for him for some things. And I think she's also been in charge at Scholastic Books as well. It's pretty cool. So the art we're going to see we've actually seen before, it's Carlos Garzon, who we covered in our coloring book for Search for Treasure Under the Sea. We see our podcast on that episode for more of the artist. He's also done many of the coloring books that we have reviewed and will review in the future. Take a look at the very next page. Oh, look at that drawing at the bottom. Yeah. It, it, <laughs> they basically took the cover, this beautifully painted cover, and then condensed it and tried to redraw Starscream Optimus and some guy flying at the bottom to be images that kids could actually color. He's going to leave out Laserbeak, the rough sketch version of Laserbeak, to the right and above Starscream. <laughs> and Bumblebee is transformed to a three-wheeler, apparently. <laughs> what do you mean? To, the, to it, this left shoulder of Optimus, or his right shoulder, to the left side of the page, that's supposed to be Bumblebee from the, first, from the, oh, really? uh, from the cover. And to the very right, to the right of Starscream, is Laserbeak. But it's, just, it's so the shapes are so messed up. You, it's yeah. hard to tell. I had to look again and be like, "Oh, that's Sunstreaker that he put at the bottom in a different location, just because there was some extra space." Uh, yeah. Oh look! Oh my God! Look at the the top. It actually says the writer and the artist on the book, which is something that you won't see a lot of. You don't see that a lot in some of the early books for franchises and things like that. So, Thomas, I think. Based on your past experience, you should read the first page and describe what we're seeing. Uh, all right. I'm guessing since this is like the very first one, let's let's 
strap in boys and girls let me tell you about the history the history of planet cybertron this is the ancient planet of cybertron millions of years before the earth was inhabited cybertron was ruled by a race of robot people yeah look at that art man you can design your own circular spaceship thing i just realized there's two moons and I don't remember learning about that till the movie. I wonder if that's always been in like the show Bible, and it just never came up until the movie. Two moons, a bunch of uh, suns, stars, all kinds of techie stuff that you can color in at, to your heart's desire and just go crazy. Yeah, this pretty is pretty good very, to me. Yeah, very detailed. So this is in a, I, yeah. There's nothing wrong with this. This is fine. Yeah, hopefully I, I the did... rest of it will at least not exceed this, uh, or or not you know be worse than this. Oh, I I, <laughs> I, uh, I think I saw a few inches years ago and thought this the the art was uh, not good for coloring. Like this next picture, we have a I, I guess R two R two. I don't know what this is. It looks like a a a. One of those things on the street that cleans it and pushes all the water onto the side. Yeah, like a, a street sweeper almost. Oh, is it a street sweeper with arms reading a newspaper? Oh my god! No, that's, that's not a newspaper. It's it looks like it's holding a panel. Like it's it's also it looks like it's a street no, sweeper slash repair robot. No, no, he is walking down the street and he's got his eyes and nose at the bottom, his hands up there. And he's reading, I guess, with a second set of eyes that we don't see. I, I'm not really eyes. sure. He doesn't have any eyes. And, and then we have a GoBot over there on the left. So that is a GoBot. Yes. That was R two D two. R two D two. Back view. Yeah. I just this this is such a weird. R two D two is in the background. If you look in the bottom right corner, he's one of those two little things. And also these other droids. Oh, he are is in not the background circular enough to be R two D two. Would round. With barrels, darling. You just oh, can't Alex. see the light bulb looking things. Those are in the front of it. Yep. <laughs> yeah. What happened to the moon? There's like one moon and then a smaller moon that rotates around the moon that rotates around Cybertron. And there's Challenger mission taking off at the same time. Look at that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, this is a lot of stuff. It's still, again, very detailed. Take you forever to color this. Charlie, read for us that single sentence. The peace loving Autobots. Lived on Cybertron. On the next page. This look pretty peaceful. And so did the warlike Decepticons. I and, don't know. What am I looking <laughs> at? What is and, this? And then the next Explosions. page is like three things flying, shooting at target balls in the sky. Is that okay? Are they, <laughs> oh, so they're practicing. I was like, okay, are these planets in more Oh, moons? see, all the balls except for one are three-dimensional, and the other one is just a straight up target. So that's what makes it look odd. They forgot to make that ball 3D like the rest of them. Well, no, I think we're just looking at it head on. So it's hard to tell that it is supposed to be like 3D. Yeah, but you can actually make out laser beak at the top. And I assume that's supposed to be sound wave at the bottom looking like a random cassette with mini guns and hovering capabilities, something. But it's just so weird how they're like, the warlike Decepticons and they're just doing target practice. like. Like, this is a training camp for people who want to overthrow the Cybertronian government. Oh, my God. Because, <laughs> like, there's I... even guns shooting from the bottom, also shooting the target. So I'm what like... Is this, uh, who's this one character that's uh, shooting this one target with the explosion on it? 
in right the background above, uh, that's the, very right above the jet. It looks like some kind of slide. Oh no, you can't even tell what that yeah, is. There's no way to ever know. Nobody that. knows who so, that is. What are you talking no. about? <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thomas, let's get to the next one. Both groups could change their shape at will. They could transform themselves into different vehicles, weapons, and electronic devices. I um, don't know what I'm seeing at the top. Yeah. That? Wait, that is a standing <laughs> gun. And then he can transform oh, okay. into a gun that rolls on the ground. Okay. I'm just seeing, it looks like robots standing and he's like sitting on some kind of, I don't know, hovering saddle and he's got a gun on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Can't really tell what this is. Yeah, the one at the bottom that's clear, it, it, it's, I, you can make out the first guy, humanoid with a gun. And I mm -hmm. guess he transforms into a, a, a Cybertronian version of a teeter-totter or something? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what else it's supposed to be. Like, I can't make out any kind of functionality or purpose of this second form. It's supposed to be alien like, um, and mysterious kind of... to us. I mean, if they're saying electronic devices, maybe it's some kind of, you know, transmitter, satellite, just beacon, or I, yeah. It's like one of those kind of insectoid robots from Sonic the Hedgehog. Like it's like a bee or a, and a caterpillar that's like about to unfold here, and uh, he's going to turn well, into well, a cyber robot. Those those <laughs> they don't always look like something from our world, but at least they have some kind of beginning and end. I don't know what this is supposed to be. <laughs> I can't make out any. What's the front? What's the back? What has happened here? It just looks like if you jump on it, a ring will come out. So <laughs> it actually says that it was twenty-two inches by seventeen inches. The book, big. That's that is jumbo. Mm -hmm. Let's get to our next page, unless we still need to figure out what this is. You know, that'll I be contest. You read the caption. There'll be a contest. We you know one day if we have one on the podcast, we'll be like, go to Transformers. Super size sticker book, page six, and whoever comes up with the most creative idea for what this item is will win a prize. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Charlie, you're next. Were you going to read that, Captain, on this one page, or should we go to the next one? No, Thomas read that already. I read that one. Oh, okay. Yeah, all right. We're, we're just so confused trying to figure out. We lost all track of time and space. Okay, let's see. Long ago, the Autobots and the Decepticons were locked in combat for the control of Cybertron. Huh? Am I on the right page? <laughs> yeah, I know you are. It's just, I thought we learned that Cybertron was ruled by robot people, and they both lived there, I guess. And I guess they've been fighting forever. Because as, as, the, way, the way this story is being told, it makes it seem like they've been fighting since the beginning of time. That's what it sounds like. See this other... A guy that looks similar to a Transformer, but with disc hands fighting the robot things that we've seen in previous pages. With It's still awkward, because there's nothing real, like, centered or, like, to color. Oh my god, and the next one is, is pretty bad at this, too. It, it, it just says, Their battles were fought on land and in outer space. And it shows what looks like the Ark and all these little ships on the bottom half of the page just shooting at each other into the distance so you can color 
little ships <laughs> with hardly any detail because they're so far off in the distance. And, oh, something's exploding down there. I wonder if that's the Decepticons' target practice base. Yes, is, that, is that what happened on this planet? Just uh, hobbies and pastimes were outlawed and the Autobots are raiding the target practice base? <laughs> that's how the war started. We just want to create our own simulated war so we don't have to go to war with anyone. No! And then the Decepticons, well, we will war with you to have our fake war. Even that Darkwing or Scrooge McDuck is rolling up on the right there. Oh my god, yes, that would be like <laughs> somebody stripped in some kind of duck universe show. It does look like kind of out like of place. Stuff. <laughs> a duck-shaped like spaceship. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this Next would speed. be really difficult to color. I just I don't know well, what the I think on besides the big shape. At, looking at the from the computer screen, we probably aren't seeing it in its full size, obviously. So, I mean, it would have been even like two inches by what eighteen? You said. I mean, that's pretty big. So yeah, it's just finding something 17. that you would want to color besides just scribbling all over it. I mean, I guess since it's so large, I bet a lot of kids just resorted to just scribbling. But um, yeah. Hey, I mean, if they think that's fun, whatever. If Marvel got their sale, <laughs> they don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go, Thomas. You get the first activity. In one ancient space battle, a Decepticon ship chased an Autobot vessel to a far corner of the universe, above a permanent planet we now call Earth. The Autobot ship is fleeing the Decepticons. Help it find its way to Earth by finding the correct path through this maze of stars and planets. Oh, yeah. Do, 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 do. Oh, that was dead. about these mazes, I immediately always see the way through. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just went back to the ship again and got shot by the Decepticons. All right. I'm just trying to figure <laughs> out what is what. Where, what's the Decepticon ship? What's the Autobot ship? I guess Earth is well, the bottom left corner. The Autobot ship has to be the one that's at the maze entrance with the five different ways you can go into the maze. Well, one, two, three. Okay. Six different ways you can go into the maze. So you're not going to the center. You're going, or you're not going to either planet in the maze. You're going just to the opposite side. Yeah. Unless you want to change history by crash landing on one of those other planets, like the uh, the math planet over there, or whatever that is, the symbol planet. But yeah, then there's just two huge guns that are supposed to be the Decepticons ready to shoot. So about to get to the planet is very disappointing. <laughs> mm-hmm. How do you get there? Through the saucer? Yeah, there you go. You have to take a side trip. All right, I found it. Up and around the saucer. Charlie, you're up. Try to describe what you're seeing and the description. Oh, God. There's an accident. It was terrible. Two ships crashed into each other, and uh, nobody survived. <laughs> and for some reason, there's like, it looks like a, some sort of whirlpool or a swirl of clouds in the atmosphere. Yeah, those are clouds Tornado. forming a hurricane on Earth, okay? Yeah. <laughs> Tornado. <laughs> Okay, above Earth's atmosphere, the Autobots and Decepticons fought. By accident, the Decepticons rammed into the Autobot ship. Oh, really? I thought that was the point. They were following someone fast through a sharp-turning maze. I mean, it was going to (laughs) happen. So next week... Because they're like, is this the way of, like, getting around 
I don't know. We can't we can't show violence. We can't show like, ramming vehicles into other vehicles on purpose. Like it has to be an accident, even though they really were trying to kill them. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. The next page is actually a continuation. It actually shows them falling further down to the planet's surface. The Autobots set their controls for a crash landing on the planet Earth, pulling the crippled Decepticon ship down through the atmosphere with it. And it's, yeah, it's just pretty much the same picture with them now. Well, it's not the same picture. Never mind. The planet, it's, it's, the, it's a continuation. So they're just kind yeah, of falling. Different perspective. Different perspective. The moon's nice, I think though. Realistically, both of those ships would have just exploded to bits. <laughs> I, but okay. It, it's called you don't know how Cybertronian metals work? How do you know that? <laughs> All right, Thomas, I guess you get another puzzle. Another one. Wow, awesome. <laughs> the impact of the crash sent the ships deep into the Earth's rocky core. This battle took place millions of years ago. Connect the dots to see the only creature who saw this crash. <laughs> the only Oh, creature. what could that be? <laughs> <laughs> the tiniest little wow. dinosaur loneliest on the lonely rock. <laughs> I like how, look at its hands and look how all the numbers start to get so much smaller. Holy crap. <laughs> and you're like, Jesus, I hope this book blows this up. I mean, this is a connected dots picture that has 103 dots you have to connect. <laughs> 103. And once you get well, to this like is 19... really large, okay? <laughs> when you get to 1920, they just like the next 10 of them or so just get really small. Yes. And so do the ones at his feet. And I'm just oh like, my God. this book really has to make use of that, the 22 inches, because this is, <laughs> that's just a jumble of numbers right there. Wait, what's 92 doing over there? What do you mean? What? On the far left? Yeah, that's, yeah. Back. that's the back of the, the, the Tyrannosaurus 91, 92, 93. No, no, look there's at... There's a second 92. There's a second 92. Oh, okay. Oh! I, <laughs> I see what you're saying. 91, 92, 92. Well, no, you see, 90, 90, 91, 92, 93 go in a straight line to form his back, but farther to the left, there's a 92 just sitting out in space yeah, near so... the explosion of the, the stuff, like it was misprinted there by accident, because it looks like the T-Rex has a second tail if you connect that. Yeah, I don't know what that would be. It just it would just be a random straight straight line. Yeah, uh, they. Uh... Well, I guess Sean, you have to print this out. Go to your local library, print this out, report back of what this actually you, could be. Printing is not free <laughs> at your local library. That's you have to go to your FedExes and all that stuff for printing. And oh, I don't think they would have free. a printer big enough for this. <laughs> Oh, they're not going to print it to scale? You got to go to an actual, like, uh, sign printing shop or something? Yep. So, dust off the printer I at wonder Kinko's. if we'll... What's that? I said dust off the printer at Kinko's. I wonder if I'll get to see more dinosaurs. They remained there, broken and silent, for eons. Dot, dot, dot. Man, this coloring book loves its ellipses. Like, earlier it had the Earth's rocky core, dot, dot, dot. And I was like... Are those needed? I'm not really sure. But yeah, now we just see, like, the rocks have all got diagonal slashes on them to indicate darkness and shadow, but then the two spaceships are just chilling there next to each other because this is the first story we've seen of the backstory of the Transformers coming to Earth where the Decepticons and the Autobots, both their ships crash together in the same location. 
Right. I was like, that's pretty interesting. Mm, this is not very uh, horror-like. <laughs> it seems like they just landed in the side of a mountain. Oh, that might be it. And I guess you can color the ships a little bit and make them crazy, but otherwise, uh, the design is just more technical stuff, kind of. But Oh, and you were right, because here's the very next page is both of them in the side of the mountain with one of the ships falling off the mountain. So, Charlie, that's you, right? Oh, okay. Uh, no, I, yeah, I accidentally went it... ahead of you. But you get to do a puzzle, so. Oh, did you read this? It's no, I read the previous page picture? after Thomas by accident, I think. Okay, until a violent act of nature freed the ships from their earthly position. And before, it looked like they were nice and settled in that little spot where they are, but somehow that spot was a cliff. Yeah. <laughs> okay, the ellipses make sense. an asteroid that plink the one Tyrannosaurus in his head. Yeah. Oh, I see. To discover <laughs> how nature freed the spaceships from the center of the Earth, cross out the letters W, X, Y, and Z, then read the message that remains. Okay? I see now that the ellipses make sense because it's a transition to the next page. It just didn't I on see the prior what page. I see. I totally see it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think I actually read my page from last time. You did. No, the one where it was like when I said that the transit, uh, the next picture continued. I don't know if I read the one that said the Autobots set their controls for a crash landing. You did. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. I'm already forgetting so, what I'm reading, like and looking at here. Now, now this makes sense. So a volcano the, uh... erupted and pushed the ships uh, <laughs> through the surface. <laughs> okay. Why does this page look so vertical compared to the rest of them? I think they just oh, scanned wow. it. They gave us a very specific location. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> Mount St. Helens. Next page. Oh, I, wow. It wasn't just was any before volcano. Or after? Wait a minute. I thought before the, uh, after the 80s eruption. Why is the one of the ships now not falling down? Because they're both stuck in slightly... Uh, maybe they both fell and now they're just slightly, and then now they're just chilling. I there think that's the... both of them falling down, but one's partially covered in lava. But yeah, because they're yeah. clearly just falling down the side of the volcano in this next shot. I wonder if the page where I said all the black lines are, I wonder if that was actually to indicate inside the mountain and that the ships were actually embedded in it, and that's why nobody has ever seen them before. And oh, yeah. the next page... I, yeah. yeah, okay. And the volcanic eruption at Mount St. Helens occurred in 1980, so that's probably why they included it in the story. <laughs> I think people have always assumed it was in Mount St. Helens, but no one has ever actually said it in the actual cartoon or been listed anywhere. Who's up for the read? Oh, yeah, it's you, Charlie. Let's go back to the regular positioning. Okay. The explosion of the Mount St. Helens volcano pushed the two ships onto the Earth's surface. Oh, yeah. So now it all makes sense. <laughs> and then we get to... The next page where it says, slowly, the Autobot computer, the Ark, began repairs on the ship and its crew. And here we see some robot with extra side parts, which I guess might be pouches or another piece of a different Autobot. It's, it's a very weird design, these two Autobots being brought back 
because they don't look like anything we've seen on the cartoon or the figures. And I wonder if they had any art to reference for this book. I mean, all, well, they had the cover. They had the cover <laughs> that was painted on there. Maybe they didn't know who was Autobot and who was Decepticon on that cover. Can you imagine if they like had drawn every Decepticon on the Autobot side and vice versa? Like, because it was so far ahead. I like. I mean, at least you the... can color these robots. So the one guy has his leg ripped off. I might color that. Yeah. <laughs> Where the cables are hanging out. <laughs> well, that's his arm. That's that's well drawn. Oh, it's his arm? I thought yes, his he's head was on the other side. What? Huh? I thought his head was at the top there, and we're looking at his legs. Yeah, you see that <laughs> triangle, and he's got two what looks like to be like eyes on the side of the yeah. triangle. So yeah. it looks like his leg is blown off, <laughs> and there's like cables hanging out of it. I thought his torso was blown off, so you don't even get the legs. Oh, Okay. <laughs> I'm trying to imagine what you're seeing because I don't really see any leg area. I'm trying to see it from your point of view. I'm I see the legs. I, I mean, I can see <laughs> legs. Where do you see legs? You see the upper portion of the leg with the things. little wires hanging at the end of it. it. The, 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 it, the bottom part with the three wires, that's like a torso, not a leg, right? No, because there's, the there's, no, there's, a, there's a cod piece in the center right next to it and then another bulbous <laughs> thing next to it. But it's shaped differently. It has a swivel circle on that okay, side. Okay, but, you know, maybe the cylinder what came off. Be? Maybe he has, that's, I mean, it's in pieces. It's not complete assembly. <laughs> I thought the are, square part was his torso, but yeah. are you <laughs> questioning my authority as a as an Autobot uh, doctor? <laughs> I was just imagining what if that thing on the right wasn't a leg? Maybe what if that was his torso, and then he had like a tentacle arm at the bottom of his torso? Maybe that's it. That's not gears on the right, like no. right above that. No. It looks like grimace, like screaming <laughs> below. <laughs> <or something>. <laughs> 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 and, and the arm just looks weird. It's cracked out, but it's somehow magically levitating to be connected to him like a magnet. Oh, yeah. Don't they do that sometimes, though? They do levitate their parts back together occasionally, right? Oh, geez. I think they have, so I can't dis, 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 disargue that. Unless you want to have someone else read the have Charlie read the game now. <laughs> that was fine. Okay. I read about Auntie. Oh... Uh... <laughs> Okay, I was like, "Am I? Did I click the wrong thing or went to the wrong?" No, I okay. It starts with Auntie. Remember, Auntie was the original name of the computer in the draft before they. No, I don't remember. But this is new. What you say? <laughs> Absolutely not. I don't remember. This is the first time I've ever heard Arc the Arc or Teletran being called Auntie. Yeah, it's something that they wrote out, so it was never in the... It was in the original comic book first issue, but they decided not to call it that anymore after the first or second issue, and they never referenced it in the TV series. They just called it Teletran 1 and, and the computer on the Ark. Originally, Auntie was supposed to be the computer on the Ark, and it was supposed to have more of a personality. Okay, yeah, I was going to say, I mean, to give something a name like that, that implies to me that it was supposed to be a lot more than just... yeah. <laughs> Uh, a computer that really, I don't know, of all the episodes we've watched, I've probably maybe have heard one line come out of it. <laughs> what, a Teletran 1? Or... Yeah, Teletran 1. He talks all the time. They're like, he's like Decepticon approaching, and they're like, oh, thanks, man. Or, I don't or he's like, or, the only time he ever usually talks is like SOS from generic power plant, and then they, then the, you know, head guy at the power plant's like, oh my god, the Decepticons are attacking. 
I'm so glad you gave us your phone number, Optimus. Come here quick. All right. Auntie scanned her new world to discover which Earth forms it would be most useful for the Autobots to assume. Auntie is scanning all these Earth vehicles. Can you name them? Write the name of each piece of Earth equipment next to its picture. Okay. <laughs> Look for a plane, a car, a van, a crane, a tractor, and a truck. All right. Well, hold on. Let's see if we can actually get this. So the plane is obvious. It's the only flying one. The fourth one. Do you see the car? That that looks like my car that we had in like when I was like five. That looks like a Datsun. <laughs> no, Dino this doesn't look like a Datsun. <laughs> it looks like a I don't know what that or, is. Yeah. Or Ford or Dodge. What were those things called? My dad had this green ugly car at one time and it looked <laughs> just like that. Uh, and the van is above that and I'm like I don't think a van door looks like that because the van door is arched over it's like an top. 80s like, kid it's hard van. to describe this unless you're following along while you're cast but instead of like a straight door the door it is over well. the tire which means you always have to open it and step up in over the tire to get inside and uh I'm so weird like, I mean it, it, that's what they tire, do in like well, a lot of cars, a lot of big cars. I mean, yeah, yeah, they probably use the tires to get up into it. Mm-hmm. I remember the wheel well in my dad's van being kind of weird. And there's this big bump in the middle. I think the transmission was under it or something. But mm-hmm. yeah, every probably. van had like this huge bump, like between the driver and the passenger seat. Mm-hmm. I guess my real question is why, what's the reasoning for Auntie to think that these were the most useful forms to take? Well, a tractor. What's funny is, yeah, so the tractor's <laughs> obvious, the crane and the No, it's not van. obvious. Why is a tractor obvious for No, I mean, obvious which one is which if you're not a kid. I was seeing if they were easy to identify. Yeah, I think they are, but like, why would she pick these is the question. Yeah, and you notice that Auntie matches the computer in the background on the previous page. Yep. Teletran uh, 1 is, is well, Teletran 1, that's old news. He was static. He couldn't move around. Auntie yeah. has wheels. Oh, yeah. This is <laughs> or, or tank track. Tank and treads. can shoot giant laser lights of healing out of her. Like, you don't see that on the, on the show. Right. Just be like, hey, let me oh. hook up my healing laser. I forgot to mention the weirdness of that last page where there's all these, like, Stuff up on the ceiling. Oh, I think oh. that's supposed to be mangled oh. metal and beams. Yes, from like... I I just realized as you were talking that that's I got the same exact thing. Oh God, Optimus, what's happening to you? <laughs> Do you see the next uh, page? Yeah, <laughs> Optimus. Um, is that transformation you... or is he? Oh no, no. Okay, so being blown into that. It so looks you like see, he's... you see Optimus in his truck form. Then you see what looks like Optimus bending out and transforming into who will be Optimus in the third page, standing up. But it looks like the middle Optimus is being sucked into and absorbed by the Optimus that's standing up. Like, oh, yes, another one to absorb into my power. And not only that, he's doing a backbend. (laughs) Yeah, the way it's drawn, it doesn't look like a transformation. It looks kind of like he's being sucked into him. And also, they're all drawn with the same level of detail and black outlines. So it makes it look like he's actually just kind of standing there next to him. And there's two optimuses. 
Yeah, that's kind of this this uh, artist's style. It seems like you know all the transition images are just as detailed as just the final image. So it's hard to kind of like tell them apart. So it makes it makes each scene or each image very busy. And, and um, if you look at Optimus's coloring, mouth, though. if you look at Optimus's mouth amid transformation, it looks like he's got a scream of horror as he transforms. Like, oh god, the pain! <laughs> and then, oh, I'm better now. It looks well, like he's being, just... to be, like he's being hit by the semi truck. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, <Smash>. absolutely. <laughs> right to his back. <laughs> but I mean, I don't know. I mean, that's not this position is probably not too odd. I mean, if you played with Transformers, you probably had a Transformer in this very position as you were yeah. transitioning them to their final form. <laughs> this just reminds me of I remember reading Spider Man a lot in the mid 90s growing up and people would always do these pages where it was a series of four or five shots of spider-man rolling into a ball jumping off and swinging off into the distance or jumping on two or three walls to avoid bullets and you would always be able to follow the motion lines to see which image led to the next image and only the very last image was fully defined compared to the others Wow, you calling this guy an amateur, Sean? Uh, no, I'm just saying. I just remember that's. I remember seeing that a lot of in comics growing up. Well, yeah, I mean that to me would be. I don't know if you want to show that kind of like motion. That's very good for helping you know the reader's eyes follow and understand easily. Because mm-hmm. a lot of this we're we're looking at. I mean, it's just hard to decipher. So yeah, I, I guess they did not like get that, that memo. just for more coloring value. They just needed a lot of thick lined shapes so that you have enough on a page to color. Okay, Otherwise, yeah, that's like, true. if it was like thin lines, then yeah. it would look like something, oh, I can't color that in. So or they're leaving it to the kids to kind of like add their own color palette to show final form always gets the most detailed color, and the other ones will get like, <laughs> I don't know, muted colors, grays or something. Yeah. Charlie, so you're up now. I think. Oh. Wait, I just read. No, yeah, you're up. All right. First, the Ark repaired the leader of the Autobots, Optimus Prime. Since he is a powerful robot, he could also change into a tractor trailer. Oh, wait oh, yeah. a minute. Now I'm really confused. Are they saying that he just transformed into the truck, which is behind everything? <laughs> you know what? Art is always open to your interpretation. Okay. So one kid might see it that way, one might see it the other way. They mentioned it in the wrong order. They could have said that he takes the form of a tractor trailer and then transforms into a powerful robot. But yeah, just confused me more. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how this writing process was. Did you get, was the art done first and then you just had to put some text down here? Or did you actually, did they actually work with the artist or... Did they just emit some sentences and then the art had to work? I just wonder like how this was even worked on with a lot of the stuff with the artists and writers. They wrote the writing after it. (laughs) (laughs) They just found some, they're like, okay, these are good pictures. These could be the coloring book pictures and let's do them all black and white. Just retrace all those and let's make some writing. There we go. And when you say retrace (laughs) this image of Prowl, I have seen this many times in our book (laughs) like everyone just takes the same image of prowl from his toy figure and just draws it again and again and again 
like in that book, I think, where he's like, our missiles, or he just stands there with no emotion on his face. Sometimes it might be open to indicate he's talking, but otherwise it's the same image with his two gun, two shoulder mounts and him holding the gun, either firing or not firing. The super wide leg bases like that? <laughs> yeah. It describes the Ark revived the robot Prowl and fixed him so he would be able to fire missiles from a shoulder cannon. Wow, he's immediately revived and says, you know what, I'm going to shoot up my home and make sure my gun works. Pew, pew, pew. And then accidentally damages more Autobots that the Ark has to repair. It made it look kind of obese. Like, <laughs> I don't want to say what the top looks like with the police car lights and stuff, but... Yeah. <laughs> There's Auntie in the background there with, I guess, one of her legs levitating and about to hit the, the wall or something, because I see her conveyor wheels... But then Prowl's covering it a little. And, man, you're still being healed. Maybe wait till you're done being healed before you just start firing your gun everywhere. You'd think they put more emphasis off of the body and onto the police car wings, like the highway patrol thing. But it seems like those should be bigger than anything, but they're not. Yeah. But at least it has some cool grid down that floor. And this looks like a coloring page for the kids. You got a character, you got some background, you got all this robot to color. Same with Optimus on the last page. I think we should have Charlie read the next one since it's another puzzle. We don't want Thomas okay. to take over all the puzzles. Is that fine? You want to read another puzzle, Thomas? I guess I can't have puzzle all the time fun. Puzzle time with Thomas? <laughs> <laughs> all right, Charlie, you get to read the fun of Bumblebee. Oh, okay. Let's see. Bumblebee is the smallest of the Autobots. The Ark decided that a VW bug would be a good form for him to assume at will, since Bumblebee often serves as a messenger for the Autobots. There is a message from Bumblebee hidden in the Rebus puzzle below. To unscramble it, say the names of each word, adding any letter that has a plus sign before it, if necessary. If the message doesn't make any sense at first, Say it over and over and over quickly. <laughs> Say it over oh. quickly. Oh my god. I like oh how Bumblebee god. Oh my god, Bumblebee is uh it actually has his right arm this time. It's bent backwards, but yeah, I can tell that's his arm this time. And I guess his wheels disappeared. And wow, look at that Autobot symbol. I need gas? What are they trying to say there? I need... Yeah, it's, a, yes. it's an image of an eyeball, plus knee, plus the letter D, plus gas canister. Okay. But that Wait. looks like one word. It, oh, it no. Fast. I-N-E-E-D. I need B-A- gas. What, what? We're missing one. There's one letter we're missing. Why? Say the name. No. how we just do this again. Um, Let me check the answers. It says to say the names of each word, adding any letter that has a plus sign before it. Any letter? No, it's just I need I gas. I need fuel. It's called I. It's I need gas! Exclamation mark. Oh my god. <laughs> I, I so mean, why would by... you have that extra space for an exclamation mark? I mean, that's usually not what is fill in the blank is for. It's usually just what, letters. Is, what are these? Yeah. Fuel is right there. God, can you imagine filling that out and thinking you're wrong because there's an extra dash to draw another letter in there. <laughs> yep. 
just, they just put an exclamation in it at the answer page. That's so I'm stupid. I mean, right driving. there, I need fuel. That's the extra letter. Oh, jeez, that's what. Unscramble what? There's nothing scrambled. It's just a picture. It's just yeah, unscramble it. I never had these as a kid. I never saw these Rubis puzzles in any of my activity books. Um, is this a British thing? <laughs> yeah, because like I'm like I mean I've seen this concept before. I never knew it was called a specific thing. But yeah, I'm looking at Google. I'm seeing all kinds of weird, different ones. Who wrote that? Wasn't sure how the puzzle worked. <laughs> yeah. So there you go, Thomas. You can read about the coolest Autobot, I guess. The Ark fixed the robot Jazz with three Zs so that he could change into a white sports car <laughs> since Jazz is such a cool character. <laughs> and I guess he has three Zs. I don't know if we ever found that out in his character bio. Let me see if there's anything on the info here. Do, 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 do. Jazz with an extra Z. Well, if they're going to do that, they might as well have made him a Z car, like a Nissan Z, but he's a Porsche. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Jazz was an earlier treatment of the original script with uh, the same as Auntie, stuff that was not used later. Oh, yeah, because that's what I was thinking. I mean, because it's really just Auntie who's really... Well, I guess she doesn't name them. I guess they already had these names on their own planet. I'm assuming. And we got another big dramatic coloring... Well, I guess you had Bumblebee on the last page, too. So it's been four pages. And, oh, man, next page is also giant robots. But, yeah, there's all kinds of cool tech, techie machines in the background of the Jazz one that's probably also cool to color and just go crazy with your imagination. you guys have anything to say about Jazz before we go to the next page? Uh, I don't look like Jazz. <laughs> well, he's, he's transforming, okay, but... He's got that visor. Yeah, the head looks nothing like... Jazz. Is, is that Sparkle supposed to be he's being healed by Auntie still? The yes. same way that okay. Probably. <laughs> I mean, he's got a shoulder mounted missile. Does that make I mean, why does she Prowl just seems like he's not unique or something. I was, How is it his shield is look at the way his shield works. The healing laser around him is this weird like these little half circles that form around him. But when you finally get to his left leg to his gun is just a straight line. Mike is like, eh, that's enough drawing for today. That's coming out of Auntie. It's just showing it like coming straight from the monitor. Like, yeah, well, it doesn't actually. Like a... Well, yeah. Oh, like a... oh, yeah, it is. And then it's oh like there's that monitor in the background. Okay. Yeah. That's where it's probably coming from. What's oh, because the there's smiley wheels. face underneath. There... Is that uh... Auntie's face? <laughs> oh, my God. That's hilarious. Oh, because now I see the wheels and the three cords that make up Auntie. So it's, yeah, that's that screen. Okay, now it makes the sense. smiley face below the screen, though. Do you see that? <laughs> yeah, it's actually on the uh, the pre the picture from like three pages ago. Also, <laughs> in the next page, we see Optimus Prime and Megatron getting healed next to each other, along with Generic Bot. Unless that's supposed to be Sunstreaker or Sideswipe. What? I don't think that's Megatron. Oh, that's Megatron's face and body. That's the uh, original design of Megatron before they went over another draft of him. He was never a gun? No, his, uh, the, the far left, the robot in front of Optimus is Megatron. That's how he's looked in some of the other stories when he's been off model. Mm. Because that was the original design of him with the different face. I wonder if that's an error. 
I don't think it's an error. I think that's what they thought it was going to be. But the error is that he's being healed with the Autobot. Well, no. Well, it's an error because they in this page, the text basically says they're all Autobots. They're clearly not all oh, Autobots. Oh, yeah. Little by little, the Ark repaired all the Autobots and adapted them so that they could live safely in their new environment. Who's next? I'll go ahead. But the years underground had damaged the Ark's circuitry, and it could not tell the Autobots from the Decepticons. So it repaired hey. them all. Oh, there we go. <laughs> the Ark can't tell one robot from another. Can you find the real Optimus Prime? He is the robot who is a little different from all the others. It's the upper right, because he's got a square grill, and everybody else has got a not square grill. Oh, I see. Where his abdomen is. Yeah, he's got even though that some other not square one looks well. better than the oh, and also his yeah his body right under that is also different. It's like four lines, whereas his everyone else has, are different. has an eight line his, pelvis his, kind of his thing. Shins and, are different. and no projecting codpiece. It's like concave. Oh yeah, it's part <laughs> of the pants area. <laughs> Why would they change that? Oh, even his lights <laughs> down on his feet has two instead of four. So I'm just seeing all kinds of differences. Right. A gold sticker for both of you. <laughs> <laughs> the codpiece one, though. Come on. What? I'm a little confused. The Autobots and the Decepticons, it didn't say that the Decepticons ever boarded the Ark. It said they crashed into them, and then they, both of them crashed. How can it repair both of them if they're on separate ships? Because here we have right here. The, the way that they had crash into each other, rammed into each other. I mean, I could see, you know, the Decepticons being at the front of their ship and then it rammed into the, the Autobot ship and then, you know, they're just inside of it because of the opening. And as we saw from some of the other, I think the actual cartoon had them, did, did they, were they on the ship, the Autobot ship at some point? Yeah, they boarded the ship. Yeah, so I don't know. Yeah. It might just be like they didn't have enough page of space to tell it all. On this one. Just got to infer what happened. Charlie. Okay. The Decepticon leader, Megatron, revived from his long earthbound sleep. When he awoke, found that the Ark had equipped him with a fusion cannon, which could level a whole town. Wow. Great job, Auntie. That's just so funny. They're saying that's where he got his gun. It was just like, you look like an Autobot that could use a gun like this. Here you go. (laughs) I guess they will program their healing computer better next time. Yeah. I guess he doesn't have his healing ray on. He's got his equip ray because the lines coming out of Auntie are different from Megatron. If Auntie came from Cybertron, maybe she's made to just fix any robot that is in need due to her being um, just part of the planet. <laughs> I'm just imagining now if there was an Autobot on on Earth that just couldn't remember people's faces so he never knew if someone was an Autobot or a Decepticon and the Autobots were always just getting on him, even though that's something that people really can have happen to them in our real world. They deal with that kind of in Beast Wars where some of the uh, protoforms that are floating around the planet when they come down sometimes get damaged so they don't really know their actual allegiance. It's basically like whoever gets to them first can, make, can control them. Yeah, okay. 
But uh, this is kind of coming together where now I understand why Auntie was no longer around after this mistake and reforming <laughs> the Decepticon. She was reprogrammed into Teletran One. She's like, you gave Megatron what? They took away her wheels. She's <laughs> they, they just forced them into the wall. And you're there to stay, and we have to watch you at all times. <laughs> it's like, Auntie, if you didn't know that who was a Decepticon and who was an Autobot, why were 100% of the Decepticons given aerial forms? <laughs> uh, the sneaky robot Skywarp was the next Decepticon to revive. He discovered that he could transform himself into a missile-launching plane. And now we got, uh, look at that face. That face only a mother could love. Oh, giant face. <laughs> uh, and it's funny because he's got these lines everywhere that looks like he's supposed to flop to the ground and form the, um, the plane. The plane is facing 45 degrees away from where he should be flopping down to transform. You gotta fit it on the page somehow. Yep. I like this very outline-only shadow he's casting. Oh my god, he's the first one not to get a background on the ship. I mean, honestly, he's the first one to get some actual like transition lines. Like <laughs> You can kind of tell what's happening in this image. He's clearly transforming, and there's motion. Um, Optimus had some transition lines. I've, broken back Optimus does not count as a transition line. <laughs> <laughs> Yep, that thing we couldn't figure out. It even had a few transition lines, but not anything that helped you figure out what was going on. <laughs> so... I'm next, I'm next. Oh, fine. Take over. <laughs> I could have had a puzzle. The Decepticon, Starscream, is Megatron's powerful rival for the role of leader. He awoke with the ability to transform himself into a lightning-fast silver plane. Starscream's nickname is the Silver Snake and speed is his strength. So you see, S is a special letter. Do you know these words that begin with the letter S? And I guess we're oh. looking at, uh, I guess, five little riddles, essentially. I just, I it's never, I didn't get that at first, that he's called the Silver Snake because his plane is silver. That I guess maybe his coloring was supposed to be different originally. Because I always wondered why he called the Silver Snake in the first place. Now it makes sense. And you had to get it from reading this coloring book. Well, I mean, you could say he was always silver. I mean, his the base form of his color is silver, mm -hmm. and then he just has the blue and red highlights. So let's see if we can get these answers. You ready? Hey. All right, Thomas. Comes after Friday. Sunday. <laughs> the ninth month of the year. <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> you, tie, you tie packages with this. Sunday. What, what do you eat on a hot day? Sunday. <laughs> what do you tie packages with? Silly string? Um, string? Just string? Is it just string? string? I think it's just string. Okay. Yeah. What acquired... Oh, okay. What acquired does? This last answer. The Transformers come from outer... Limits the outer limits. <laughs> no, yeah, no, no, this is hilarious because the outer solar system. <laughs> no, the reason I like this puzzle because because it says the transformers come from outer space already because of the space itself. 
the space itself. <laughs> You'd be like... <laughs> that is funny. They did put space there. <laughs> uh, yeah. There you go. Hit, 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 kids. Outer space. Uh, that's really weird. That one's going to be too hard. I mean, in this book that I'm reading, I just saw like 10 pages ago. I couldn't guess just the Transformers come from space. <laughs> they couldn't just put <laughs> the Transformers come yeah. from here. Did Gen oh, Zer get number three? You tie packages with this? Oh, yeah. They, Absolutely Have they not. seen a package ever tied up with string before? <laughs> yeah, and the answer is string. I checked. <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, tape? I mean, what are they, what are they used to? Uh, Amazon stuff? Like straps. Your tie stuff? packages with straps. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, tie, you tie packages with sandpaper, Wraps. and that's what you give to yeah. people. <laughs> it's like, here, Merry Christmas. It's just wrapped in sandpaper. I'm just like, I, I, I can't imagine that even being a thing in the past, like, 20 to 30 years, like, packages would string. I, I just don't see that. <laughs> all right, you're next, Charlie. Okay. Soon, all the Autobots and the Decepticons were just as they had been eons ago when they crashed on Earth. Except now, they could transform themselves into earthly... Weaponry and vehicle. And the cycle continued. The never-ending cycle of fighting. <laughs> the never-ending cycle of retelling the origin of the Transformers War. <laughs> Sorry, you you cut off, off right said trans. Thomas, you still there? Yeah, I'm still here. I'm sure you can figure out what I said. Okay. <laughs> Yeah, I guess it's funny because it looks like Starscream is flying above Optimus. Like, yeah, like they're all flying toward the camera, even though that's a bad guy, unless that's supposed to be. No, that's that's totally Starscream. Yep. Yeah, that is Starscream. Next Sky to Laserbeak. And down there we have Disco Ironhide or something and like an Aqua Mirage variant. I, I don't really know what that is on the left and right of Optimus. Ultra Magnus. <laughs> <Not exactly. laughs> looks like a guy from Mega Man <laughs> it's like Magnet Man <laughs> alright I get a puzzle now the Autobots were soon trying to contact Cybertron ooh do we get to see Shockwave was the war still on did Cybertron still exist <laughs> I just want to see what were the Autobots experiencing when they started asking these questions, and then the puzzle's answer is just as existential crisis. <laughs> They're like, if you don't know what this is, kids, ask your parents. God. <laughs> but no, it says, the Autobots have sent a secret message out into space. You can decode it if you substitute the letter in the code with the letter that comes directly after it in the alphabet. Oh, gross. <laughs> if the letter is A, it doesn't change. The first two letters have been decoded for you. That's such weird it, where that A is an example. exception. Oh, this is a cipher. This is a cipher shift or Caesar cipher. Oh, help. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. So, K. Help W. Help okay. we? Oh. W comes after yeah. V, right? Uh, um, yes. Okay, so it's help, 
I think there might be supposed to be a comma there. So it's help we are are s something the stranded on yeah. Dasquisk. Stranded on is that going to be Earth? This is five letters. There's nothing else it can be. Yeah, yeah it's e, Earth. Uh, also, Earth. notice how they don't include the exclamation mark as part of this puzzle. <laughs> Which is where you needed it. Yeah, it's uh, it's the missing exclamation mark that you needed from the puzzle 20 pages ago. <laughs> we need a comma getting for help, but... Uh, it says, does Cybertron still exist? It's all we're looking at it outside the window right now. Unless that's the other Decepticon ship, you know. They're pulling up Wikipedia, like... Just seeing images of Cybertron. Yeah. Help, we are They're stranded all... on Earth. Exclamation mark is the answer. Like the first truly colorable picture, because it has defined pieces to color. Like color that earpiece. Color that sun. A lot of the stuff with Jazz and and Bumblebee and all that, wow. those were the ones that had a lot of defined lines like that too to color. I yeah, mean, this next page better. has a lot of great lines. Yeah, but they make a lot of, you know... There's too many lines. Oh my god, that almost looks like it could be Cyclonus before he existed down in the right corner. Oh. Oh, wow. He's like, ha, snuck into the past down here. What's the other bird cassette? There's Laser Beak, and what's the other one called? Frenzy? No, Frenzy's Well, the... Frenzy's the other one that looks like Buzzclaw. Buzz, Buzzclaw. Buzzclaw. Okay, because I'm like... Well, okay, well, I guess that's not a bird at the bottom. That's just a Transformer or just something common with its legs. It's like a shark. So I guess that's Skywarp. Well, no, there's, there's three jets, actually. Yeah. Four jets, if you count the silhouette at the top. Okay, it's not, it's not Buzzclaw. It's, I think it's Buzzsaw. Yes, it's Buzz Saw. Never mind. I was oh, off okay. by, by one letter. That sounds like a better name for a bird, though. Buzz Claw instead of Buzz Saw. But... Buzz Claw. Yeah. But yeah, I like the one, the awkward plane down there trying to transition into a plane while it's blasting off. So for a minute, <laughs> it looks like it's shooting out of its butt while it's trying to transition. <laughs> that looks kind of like a birdie. Like it's a plane birdie. Yeah, the not cyclonus above him is actually firing jets from his feet. But, yeah. <laughs> but they have jets in two different places on their feet and in their butt area. So that they can fly from either direction from either robot form or plane mode. Wow. Learning something new every day. But yeah, read us your last read of the day, Thomas. But the Decepticons recall their warlike mission and set out to destroy the Autobots just as they had centuries ago. Oh, okay. I know it's referencing that they set out to destroy them like they previously did, but almost the the way the sentence is structured makes it sound like they're going to continue to destroy them all like they thought they had destroyed them all before. And they're like, oh, they're alive. Let's go destroy them again. All right, Charlie, next one. Okay, look at this picture. (laughs) (laughs) They fired on the Autobot ship, but the Ark... Raised its shields in time. Okay, I'm looking for the shields again. That's the, the spiky thing around it. And I guess Auntie's helping generate that. 
Yeah. And meanwhile, somebody is careening towards it. And uh, I guess that's that is Starscream. I, I can't quite. It's see either it right that now. or Skywarp. Yeah. There's three jets. Yeah, I see three jets coming at it. Well, two jets and one jet that's in transition. I don't think he's ever going to transition. Robot. He's still in full robot <laughs> mode, and he's just like, I'm going to stand. He's going to fly <laughs> like this the whole time. I'm going to stand perfectly still like this and just constantly fire from the top of my shoulders. Yeah. This is so weird. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. Why are his blasters vertically standing vertically on top of his shoulders while he's in robot mode? So, like, how does he actually just decide to shoot an actual gun? Does he have a handheld gun at all? Yeah, it's um. Or does his, right does his shoulder rotate ninety degrees to the front? He's <laughs> like half in jet mode. Like it, it just looks like the wings are backwards though. Hmm. right now oh my god and here we have war profiteer optimus now we just have optimus and and uh prowl standing in front of a giant crate of missiles two of them and prowl's just picking one up i was like you don't need any more you already got two attached to your shoulders what are you gonna do <laughs> chuck that one with your hand and then fire more missiles it anyway. looks like they're at a like a missile garage sale for some reason. Yeah. Like they're just or maybe that thing in front of him that we can barely see is a missile launcher, and he's going to use that despite having a missile launcher on his shoulder. There are a couple on a grocery run, just looking at the the bomb and missile produce. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the, the farmers market. I'll do it too. I just I just remember. Like... <laughs> I just remember in that cartoon where they give Carly a tour of the ark. And they're just like, well, here's where we keep all our weapons. And it's just massive how many weapons they have stored on the Ark. <laughs> I was just like, geez. This totally looks like a farmer's market of missiles. <laughs> <You're right laughs> <on top. laughs> they look delicious. <laughs> like, like a tray of carrots. <laughs> uh, I love my very organic tow missiles. <laughs> <laughs> These are locally sourced, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Farm to table tow missiles. Oh, man. Uh, uh. The Autobots knew that they had escaped the evil Decepticons for the time being, but they also knew that the Decepticons would soon return with more fuel to fire their weaponry. And next we have. Okay, so the ancient battle between the Autobots and the Decepticons continues on a strange new planet, Earth. And that one guy looks like he's jumping back and shooting guns the way you see in action movies when people jump yeah, backwards exactly in slow-mo like and go bam, bam, <laughs> like bam, 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 bam. It's like Max Payne. The recoil is blowing them back. <laughs> yeah. How do people land? When that, when that happens in movies, how do people even land? Do they actually land on their feet or do they land on their butt and just look cool and be like, quickly stand up so that you can't see their legs so they magically stand up. <laughs> I think you have to roll over. You have to like fall on your back and just like roll over. Yeah, you, you land on your back and then you stretch out and shoot behind you and then you roll out of the way of the bullets and all the bullets yeah. hit right behind you. <laughs> <laughs> and by then the people who shot the bullets are all dead from your dramatic gun jump. Yes. You as have you to think do, this was this was years before the Matrix. Yeah. 
That, that guy looks bigger <laughs> than the other one, that other robot at the top. And yeah. also, oh my God, it's two funny things. First, you got that little robot in the background. Looks like his arms are poking out, like mid-transition, like, yeah, I'm flying too, <laughs> as a plane. And then you have this guy sitting on the ground, looks like a bird plane, because he's got like two out. beaks, and he's just got feet and like uh, standing on the ground. Like it's I'm, like some kind of Macross knockoff. I'm assuming that's supposed to be his hands and legs, but it just looks like in the distance, since it's just an outline, some kind of bird He's slain. trying to transform into something. Like, okay, yeah. I'm trying to become a seen... jet or trying to become a robot or something. Yeah. There's been like zero Megatron ever since Starscream showed up. <laughs> <laughs> it's just been him leading the attack the whole time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Megatron had two pages to himself, or three if you count the one where he was an Autobot. And this is like a cyber woman coming over here, like oh no, uh, he had two pages, right? Like, uh, huh? Sorry, Megatron had two pages only: the fake one and the real one. Yeah, it's all stars. Oh, you're saying a woman, Charlie? The yeah, Yeah, that looks like a woman. It's like a warrior princess robot. Well, Starscream (laughs) does probably think he's a warrior princess, so. (laughs) <laughs> so looking at the answers, the answer key, it has the connected dots for that dinosaur. There is no straight line coming off. So I think that was a mistake. Yeah. Yeah, it's just you can see like a very long straight line on the bottom where it just goes from that one dot to the next. And the dot's not been reprinted by accident on the answer either. Mm. Oh, wow. And that that was the coloring book. The very first Transformers coloring book slash Transformers printed material on the planet Earth slash America. Hmm. I need to answer. I can't wait plan. until the next episode where we cover this, but correctly. Somebody else is going to tell this story and they're going to have the definitive version. Well, here's the thing is, this is the last 1984 book. All the future coloring books children's books that we're going to be reviewing are going to be from 1985 or 1986 going forward. Well, you say coloring book, but what about any other format? Did we cover every book in every format? Yes, we covered every book, every format that was published in 1984 now. We did it all! Woo! Finally. There's not going to be any flashback stories like, remember when this war first started? Somebody's just going to be sitting and just, like, reminiscing. God, well, Cup might. When he shows up in season three, but that's far from now since we got like, I don't know, 40 episodes of season two still to deal with, plus all the books. But yeah, no, it's just funny. I wonder, like, it just seems like the very beginning had really awkward things to draw. I mean, to color with, right? And it seemed like it got better as it went on because then you see all the robots and you can color them, except for that very first page of Cybertron I liked. It was just really weird. Well, I mean, I can kind of get that. I mean, we we are supposed to be looking at, like, very alien stuff, so it's hard for us to get a good frame of reference mm-hmm. and try to, like, you know, from this baseline, what are we actually looking at? Yeah, because, again, like, how we went from, okay, all these shots kind of make sense going all the way back to the beginning of the book where we're just looking at the weird teeter-totter thing and just, like, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, when I was a kid, when I looked at these coloring books, I definitely had to color definite shapes. It's like I, I wasn't really interested in anything with a bunch of open spaces, so that you know it was like, okay, is this a shape or is this 
background. I wanted to color things, like things that were obviously a solid figure. But yeah, mm. I think I would like to call that farmer's market <laughs> and uh, the the Matrix scene. That was pretty cool. <laughs> it was. I don't think it was the best origin story. It had some fun games and stuff, but it was still just the same. I know it was the same story, Thomas, that you've heard multiple times before. But it just felt like it was missing some things. It did have more in the beginning, though, to be like, well, here's some Autobots, here's some Decepticons. Then they started fighting, so it did have some stuff in the beginning. But yeah. <sighs> what did you think of it, Thomas? Uh, I mean, same thing I think about all these, these stories is... All right. You told the story. I mean, it's not. I don't think the the way that they end up on Earth is not that interesting. I don't know why they have to retell it so many different times. And they don't even see the they don't see the reason in this one, like that they're out of fuel, that they're going for fuel. They're just like, well, well they, they do say the reason. They they only ended up there because of the ramming accident. So if it wasn't for the ramming, they might have just flown by. Yeah. Because they were just trying to escape the Decepticons. We don't have a reason why they're in space in the first place, other than just they were battling out there and decided to retreat. Or maybe we're having a secret mission and they got discovered. Who knows? But yeah. Yeah, but I don't know. I always wonder who these books are meant to be for, because the drawings are way too detailed for just a child child. Trying to learn how to color and the concept of staying between the lines and I don't know. Yeah. They just adapted these images to to be a coloring book. They probably just wanted to sell some coloring books, but I don't think they took the effort to like try to make new drawings or anything. They probably just used what they had for the most part. Remember, it's a supersized book, so even though there's more detail in this, it would be big enough to color a lot of this stuff. I don't, but yeah. it's still it's still so much because like with a regular coloring book, there's a lot of open space. A lot of like here are big chunky pieces that you can just kind of just go go wild with because you know it, it, that kids don't really have that kind of dexterity at that young mm-hmm. of an age. So I, that's why I'm like, okay, is this for like uh, eight, nine? I'm not really sure. Well, it doesn't say age. I guess it's whatever age you do coloring book at. So, but uh, and also, what'd you say? I said sixty-one. Yeah, uh, Charlie, did you like the story art? Oh, uh, yeah, I thought you were going to say, do I, do I like the story? I was like, <gasps> Well, that too, but... <laughs> so I, I totally lost track of what was going on, because it was just sort of like, here's some Decepticons, here's some Autobots. Oh, they're in pieces. Oh, they're being healed. Oh, God, they're fighting each other. And that was the end of it. <laughs> yeah, we know we only got three Decepticons, Skywarp, Starscream, and Megatron, but what we did see some of... Cassette Bird. God, what's Cassette Bird's name? <laughs> My brain is gone I, right now. Uh, Laserbeak. Okay. We did see some of Laserbeak, and then in the beginning I could see some of Soundwave as a cassette. There wasn't much on the Decepticon side. There was a lot of the Autobots being repaired. This was not as precious as some of the other books where you know they just try to draw from the action figure. Well, Prowl is definitely drawn from the action figure in here. Some of the dot to dots in those other books were just horrible. <laughs> yeah. It's like, hey, kids, draw this blob. 
<laughs> it's not going to look anything like it. If I find this book anywhere, yard sale, used bookstore, you want me to get you a copy? Uh, yeah, I can use some uh, Tinder for my fire pit. Oh, my God. <laughs> I was going to say it'd stand out, too. It's pretty big, so you'd see it. Oh, yeah. You would never find this. This is just so, it's probably so huge, but so rare. I just can't imagine like this giant book is lying at somebody's yard sale. <laughs> well, hey, I found um, at the flea market, I found all those Transformers birthday napkins and plates and even that tablecloth. Oh, I thought that was pretty fun to find all those. Someone just had all of them. And I was like, yes, please, I'll buy them all. And I actually used them for a party. You should look up Transformers along with, um, like on eBay, there's always like these warehouse finds where they find like big boxes of stuff. Like yeah. I almost bought this Willow book from like the year Willow came out. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody found like a whole bunch of in a warehouse. So, but it was kind of boring because it was literally just literally the movie with literal pictures from the movie. And I was like reading it I'm like, oh, this is so boring because it's it's just straight out of the movie. like the dialogue and everything. So <laughs> I think I think the Gremlins was like that. I had the first Gremlins book, but all it is is him being friends with Gizmo and reading him a story and nothing else happens. Cuz it's just them oh. bonding. So you don't yeah. like I didn't actually know the rest of the Gremlins movie story for a very long time. Yeah. But you could get these these things like mint condition on eBay. There's like all these like warehouse finds but of course nobody really wants them because you know somebody found them in bulk so i guess they didn't sell oh, well anyway <laughs> i still remember i found the best find once at otakon they had all these new art books up and then all of a sudden i see bubblegum crash art book and i'm like what i never see this yeah. in the public and the guy was like yeah we uh we cleaned out the warehouse and found out it had been under a box for decades <laughs> so and so so we were, and I was like I just remember going I must have this and it's like well someone was interested and he said he might come back and I was like well that's his fault I'm buying it right now. <laughs> uh, I just remember that's so funny that like you would just be sitting under all the crates at the warehouse because no one ever knew it was under there. But yeah, so that's it. Any last things to say about this, Thomas? I don't think so. Charlie, pretty okay. It. Not the best coloring experience it looks like, but it, it was it was decent enough art to feel like Transformers. Okay. So thanks for going with us on this adventure. And we will see you next time when the next time we read any kind of sticker book, storybook, it will be from the year 1985. Unless it's one of those Choose Your Own Adventure books because we haven't found scans of those. But otherwise... 1985. And sign off, this is Sean, Charlie, and Thomas. Good night. Thanks to Steve-O Stonebreaker for hosting a ton of Transformers children's books, audios, and cassettes. Sparkcast is a free podcast done by friends who love Transformers. To help the podcast, you can join my Patreon at Realms of Flux, Sean Murphy. You can also check out GeekAid's Patreon, which has early access podcasts, where you can listen to our podcast early, as well as some other podcasts you might be interested in.